Well, good afternoon, everybody. Hopefully everybody's doing fantastically well. Darren Saul here, your host of Saul Searching, the Saul Recruitment Podcast, episode 25, only one week to go before Christmas, and I hope everybody's looking forward to a break like I am. Today, we've got a fantastic show. We're going to save you some money. So Mark Grant is here. How are you, Mark? Excellent. Thank you, Darren. How are you this afternoon? Very, very well. Thank you for joining us. A pleasure, pleasure talking to quality people like yourself. Oh, thank, thank you again. I really appreciate it. <laughs> now, payment solutions for your business, club or association with no bank fees. No, you are not dreaming. This is a reality. So if everybody out there who doesn't know who Mark is and what Mark does, Mark was working for a big four bank 20 years in business banking when suddenly he could not continue doing what was expected, pillaging of businesses, clubs, and associations for fees and charges. With the introduction of the surcharge laws into Australia in September 2017, Mark developed a suite of payment solutions such as FPOS terminals, direct debiting, online payment gateways, and zero payment integration, which can be provided to businesses, clubs, and associations with no fees for the entity. There is no time like the present to address the issue of reducing profits and rising business costs. So welcome again, Mark Grant. Thank you very much, Darren. Pleasure to be with you. Oh, thanks again. So Mark, I mean, what a great um, subject to chat about. You know, it's the end of the year, everybody's gonna be thinking about what they can do next year, how they can do even better. So maybe looking at their payment systems and saving some money is a great way to start. Yeah, ab absolutely, Darren. Um Thanks for giving me the opportunity this afternoon to um, to talk to you about about this issue. Um, and look, uh, yeah, look, there's no no time like the present. And I suppose with the year that we've come through, um, this this year of COVID and this year of uncertainty, has given some people in in business uh, specifically a little bit more time to think about what they're doing and, and the interior of their business. So that sort of led me to be um, probably the busiest year I've ever had in four wow. years. Incredible. So, I mean, I'd love to hear your journey. Tell us a bit more about how you went from working, you know, with a big bank to doing what you do now. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, look, it, it was sort of a, a case where, you know, I was sort of a round person in a square hole. Yep. Uh, now, that wasn't always the case, you know, for 20 odd years, you know, I was, I was perfect, a perfect fit to what I was doing. But I saw the impact of, of what I was doing in, in a sort of a, a um, macro view and I just couldn't do what I was doing anymore. So I, I finished up leaving um, and look, it was something that took a lot of thought. Because um, obviously, you know, you've been with an employer for 20 odd years, you're getting yeah. a paycheck every fortnight. Yeah. You're walking away from that, you're walking into an uncertainty of, you know, what you're going to do, you know, income wise and so forth. But in saying that, the certainty about what I was doing was that I was walking away with my head uh, held high, mm. um, knowing mm. that I was no longer going to be um, impacting people's lives in a detrimental way that I, I thought I was doing. Yep, and uh, yeah. that's something that you could do to really make a difference to people's lives and their businesses. And yeah, proud of yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so very true, Darren. Yeah, it's um, it was a case of um. Sure, I, I had some tough times. Um, by the way, I'm up here on the Gold Coast, but dealing with businesses right around Australia. And uh, 
you know, I suffered, uh, you know, I was going to have six months off, um, you know, the West Packer fires, as I called it, but uh, <laughs> six months turned into just shy of two years. Um, wow. Couldn't get work here on the coast. So as they say, if you can't get work, you've got to find work. So that's sort of what has led me to where I am now, what I'm doing. Now. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's always an interesting topic because, I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, I hate admin and I hate, you know, I'm a bit OCD, so I don't want to dive oh, yeah. into, you know, documents and pages of things that I can't try and understand. And then it just creates more, you know, creates a can of worms. It's a never ending story. But a lot of people would probably just, like me, just put up with their bills and say, fine, it's pretty much what it was last month or last year. We'll just pay it and let's move on. But who knows what I've been charged for that I don't even know if I even use it anymore. So I mean, yeah. you must see this all the time. Yeah, I, I, I do, Darren. Um, it's sort of, it's, it's a very good question because I, I get people asking me that same question day in, day out, um, primarily around the fact of what people say to me probably more times than I can remember is, Mark, where have you been hiding with this, <laughs> with, with, with what you do? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like that, but I liken myself to David completing against Goliath, the banks. <laughs> so uh, we, we all know how that story ends, but that story won't end in that way if I have anything to do with it. Yep. So I'll always be providing a, a level of service, um, you know, to, to anyone that comes to me, um, you know, giving them that, that sort of expertise I've gained over 20 odd years in the financial services industry here in Australia. And obviously what you do, um, can be tailored to small business and large business as well. Anybody? Yeah, absolutely, Darren. Um, actually, yeah, absolutely. Because what was what was important to me is that when I went into this um, this business, um, you know, people could be thinking, "Oh, well, he'll only want to deal with a, a business that's got you know ten million dollar turnover." Yeah. Um, maybe that was in my previous banking life, but now. I've set this business up wholly and solely to reflect my personality and my personality, I'm very much a people person. So in saying that I came into this business on the pretext that I would help, whether it's a husband and wife running a news agency in Wagga Wagga yep. to a husband and wife running a cafe and lawn system. I will help anyone in that broad spectrum because in life these days, if we've got an issue with our health, we go to a doctor. Um, I know for a fact from my banking life that people in business do not have the time to either A, sit on a call, dial one to get your local branch, <laughs> dial two to get your personal banker, dial three to talk to you know who. Yep. So really with me, what they're getting is a one-stop shop where I am it, it's me. That's all you deal with. And I, I take care of the inquiry from go to woe. And I also look after the end product, which, you know, the training and uh, follow up of that to make sure everything's working well. Fantastic. And so tell me more about the surcharge laws in 2017. Hmm. What, what's that all about? Yeah, sure, Darren. So federal government brought into place and, and look, um, for the benefit of yourself and your listeners, I'm going to sort of streamline the law a little bit because I could talk about it for probably two hours and we don't have that time this afternoon. <laughs> so effectively in, in September, 2017, 
federal government introduced the laws and the laws state that if a business club or association is accepting a payment for a good or service, that business club or association can pass back to the cardholder the cost of accepting their card, whether in person or online, the cost of doing business for that transaction. Right. So in, in short, that's a pretty quick summary of what it does. Where it gets a little grey, uh, a little bit hard to understand is I've even had businesses this week um, where I've come across this situation where, and this is no reflection on any business owner in Australia at all, but we've got businesses now that have facilities with one of the major four banks and the business is, is passing on its own private surcharge to its you know, to the clients of the business, which they can do, no problem at all. But where they have to be very, very careful is they have to um, be seen to be operating within the confines of the law. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people in business, uh, I'm not saying that, that they don't understand the laws, a lot of lawyers, but the, the surcharge law is, is very, very particular on what you can pass on, on the rate you can pass on. Right. Yeah. So a very quick synopsis would be I, I won't use the name of the business, but there was a hardware store in the southern suburbs of Brisbane that was passing on to every consumer a 4% surcharge for every card transaction being processed in that hardware store. Right. I was lucky enough to have an interview with this, uh, a meeting with this business owner, and it was no reflection on him at all. He understood that he could pass on the highest cost denominator to him, to everyone paying by card. Uh, no, mm -hmm. that's not what the law states. The law states you can pass on your lowest cost denominator mm -hmm. to every person. So without trying to get into the nitty bitty of it all, um, he suddenly saw that, okay, if I was passing on 30 cents a transaction to every cardholder, he'd be going out the back door very quickly. <laughs> so at the end of that particular situation, he is now using one of my FPOS machines, which passes on automatically the surcharge relating to the card type being used for payment. Gotcha. Fantastic. I can just imagine the look on people's faces when you go through some of their, um, you know, their bills and you say, wow, where's this, you're paying all this. Where's this coming from? Why, why are you paying this, et cetera, et cetera. I think, oh my God. Yeah, we're not, us humans, as you would know, Darren, we're not uh, creatures of change. No, definitely not. Um, unfortunately, this year we've had to pivot in a year of change. Mm -hmm. So in saying that, um, you know, there's probably a lot of people maybe listening now that, you know, have had facilities with their banks ever since the dawn of time. And I can understand that because they probably think it's a lot of cost and time to change facilities over. There is. However, that's where I step in. That's what I take on board. Someone um, prefers to deal with me. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. So tell us a bit more about exactly what type of solutions you can offer and how yeah, sure. people can work with you. Yeah. yeah, sure, Darren. Okay, so first foray into the marketplace was what you mentioned earlier was an FPOS terminal. So um, 
just for your own um, uh, knowledge and for that of some of the listeners who may not have FBOS terminals. And this is no, I'm mentioning this in no disrespect to any of the banks. But if you were to walk into a bank, I won't mention which one today, and ask to apply for an FPOS terminal with them, and let's go forward 12 months in time, you may have paid to that bank on average fifteen dollars to $20,000 in one year. Right. So I'm not picking on any specific industry here, but if you're in a cafe or if you're in a restaurant, fifteen dollars or $20,000, uh, fair few meals, fair few drinks that you have to sell through $20,000 before you can even break even. So what I'm governed by the surcharge laws, I also had to obtain an Australian financial services license, enabling me to provide the services I do. So what my terminal does, it passes on with surcharge, a business owner has got two choices. Either one, they can pass on a surcharge to their consumer. So while I'm talking about surcharge, let, let's get down to some nitty gritty here. I'm talking about surcharge. If someone is spending $100 with your business and they're paying with a MasterCard, on average, you're looking at a surcharge of $2. Right. So if we just bring that back in a little bit of context, there may be some people listening right now who are going to be going into their favourite um, club or tavern or hotel uh, later tonight for a drink or for dinner. They go to an ATM machine in that location mm-hmm. and they may pay $4 to get $20 out. So if I won't compare apples with apples, but as you can see in that example, uh, this, let's call it a surcharge you're paying for getting cash out far outweighs what my machine will do. Absolutely. It all adds up. Yeah, it certainly does. So uh, probably the other thing too, where my machine has a point of difference um, out there in the marketplace is reliability. So when I left my corporate banking job and just sort of decided to go into this line of business, it was imperative to me to ensure that I had an FPOS terminal that would have 100% reliability. So just to give some context around that, I have a business at the moment in Kalgoorlie in WA. Mm-hmm. It was had my FBOS terminal for coming up four months now. I make a point of phoning them every two weeks just to check to make sure they got that reliability that I stand by and they not have not yet had outage on their terminal. Wow. So that was very important to me. So. That's just a little bit of context. I, I probably don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty on, I'm sorry, there's that word again, into the, um, you know, how the terminal works and that, but you know, that's probably for the listeners to come back to me and um, yeah, more than happy to spend time with them and uncover. So any type of payment solution um, you can handle. And for, for example, I mean, a lot of people nowadays doing a lot of online um, commerce and a lot of re- yeah. online retail. So they have to, um, have something that will integrate with their um, payment uh, accounting system. And a lot of the time that can be quite pricey. I mean, they take a a hefty cut. Yeah, absolutely, Darren. Once again, I'm not going to attack the PayPal's and Stripe's of the world. Um, You know, I have been feeling a lot of inquiries, as I say, during during this COVID time that we've had. And primarily a lot of people have probably heard of the terminology online payment gateways. Mm -hmm. 
um, primarily that's what people come to me looking for when they've got a website and want to accept online payments. The only problem in some cases with online payment gateways, and it is with mine, is that it doesn't have the terminology built into it of an API, approved payment interface. Right. So what I've done during COVID is I've designed a hosted payment page. So it's an online payment gateway with the API built into it. Gotcha. So that now is where I'm sort of leading people down that path. So it still facilitates all the functionality. However, it gives you the ability to pass on to the card dollar, if you so wish, the transaction costs incurred. Brilliant. So the API is there and you can integrate it because you've built it into this hosted. Yeah, built, built it into, yeah. So call it, I, I, call, I now call it a hosted payment page. So it's got oh, the API functionality built into oh, it. Fantastic. Well done. Um, so I mean, Thank I'd you. love to hear a, a little story or a case study of how you might have helped somebody mm -hmm. recently that, and, and the, the results were just phenomenal. So maybe walk us through a little yeah. story if you have one. Yeah. Okay. A little story goes, um, as I said, I'm up here on the Gold Coast and there is a, a very well-known medical center in Mermaid Beach, not far from where I live. Yeah. And I had the opportunity of meeting with the doctors there, uh, it was late last year now. And they were died in the wool NAB bank clients. Right. <laughs> They had two FBOS terminals with the NAB. And as I always do, just trying to understand a business's um, dreams and goals and aspirations, I said to the three doctors who were the um, owners of the business medical clinic, tell me a little bit about your goal. And they said, Mark, as you know, we run a very, very busy medical practice. And they do, mm -hmm. without doubt. And what we're wanting to do is we'd really love to put another receptionist out the front. I said, okay. So by this time, I had the privilege of studying their um, NAB merchant statements. And I'd quickly calculated in my head that they were paying to the NAB on average $125,000 a year in fees and charges for two hours. So you can imagine how many transactions they're doing. So anyway, I asked them, okay, I said, well, doctors, how much would it cost to put a receptionist out the front? They said, Mark, let's use 50K. I said, right, okay. So how about this? How would you feel if I could show you a way that you could put the receptionist out the front and I could place an additional $75,000 into your cash flow each year? <laughs> I can only just imagine the response. <laughs> yeah, response was I had to just about dole triple O very quickly because the three doctors just about had a heart attack. So to cut a long story short, um, they're really raving fans of me now and uh, give me other connections in, in the medical clinic, you know, businesses well, around Australia. So, yeah, but I, I know I'm talking there about, you know, $125,000 a year. But what's important to me, um, as I mentioned earlier on, What's really driving me is I have a real fascination, a real inclination to help people in business. Yeah. And, and why? It's because I know that if I can help people in business, it's going to alleviate some of that pain and strain and suffering of cost of living pressures that we all suffer in our beautiful country. Definitely. 
So, you know, if I can relieve that, it's going to help with the cost of living pressures, which makes me very happy. That's fantastic. The business world is getting more and more competitive. You know, we're all working harder and harder, longer hours. You know, if we can really find ways to reduce our costs, that's an absolute godsend, you know, and this is yeah. this could be one perfect way to do that. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, you know, probably saying that too, I have a lot of people um, say to me, hey, Mark, love what you do, hate surcharge, but Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so what I normally say to those people up here in Queensland, Darren, I say, hey, Darren, I love your brand new BMW you got parked out the front there. When did you last? When did you last fill up with petrol? And you'd normally say this morning. Well, Darren, if you hate surcharge, suggest you go and sell your BMW, because here in Queensland we've got surcharge built into your fuel price. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but I mean, what's fascinating to me, and you touched on this a bit earlier, is obviously you know we are creatures of habit. We don't like change. Certainly, I'm like that. Is that one of the only reasons that we tend not to know about this, or is it just we're not we're ignorant when it comes to these kind of things? Why is it that there's so much of this going on and we have no idea? I, you know, to be to be honest, I think it's a case with you know probably a number of different answers to that mm-hmm. question, Darren. I think some people know about it and just think, oh, it's too hard. I'll put it in the you know bottom of the drawer yeah. and leave it there and just hope it goes away. But you know. You'll you'll see that you know people you're given discounts on your rates bills, your electricity bills, and things like that. So, you know, indirectly, that is you know some people will call that a negative surcharge. But yeah. I think you know why is surcharge not well known? It's because it's something new. Um, it's something that you know I think a lot of people really probably haven't uh, adapted to it yet because they don't uh, perhaps understand it. They don't understand the impact it will have. Primarily, people will say, Mark, if I pass on a surcharge to my clients, I'll lose clients. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me. Perhaps you will. But as I've seen, you know, in uh, probably close to 400 different uh, industries I'm dealing with across Australia at the moment, I'm, I'm getting the same sort of um, issues presenting themselves. And that's, like I said earlier, you know, reducing profits, increasing business costs. So are you someone who's in business now in that position? And are you going to be continually going home happy next year with reducing profits each and every month? Very true. Very At true. the end of the day, if you are, if you are, and please, I, I don't mean to be derogatory in any if you continue to do that, you're getting closer to putting that close sign on your business forever. Yep, so true. Yeah. And I think also, the, as you mentioned, I think it's also the, the point that a lot of people tend to look at the surcharge percentage or the surcharge rate, but they don't actually go and add it all up and work out exactly what they're paying every year. Yeah. Certainly, I would be that type of person. Yeah. And then you when know, you actually uh, do that, you say, wow, is that really what I'm paying? Yeah. So let's... um. Let's go back to the example I used earlier with uh, an FPOS machine, and let's talk about a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Five, you know, on average, you know, most coffee shops, you know, will charge you five dollars for a, you know, a latte or a cappuccino, whatever your, your your poison is. When you're talking about surcharge, you're looking, you're talking about ten cents additional to five dollars. Yep. So it's probably cost you more than ten cents to perhaps drive your car to the coffee shop. 
probably cost you more than 10 cents in your time to walk to the coffee shop. So in, in all point, you know, it, it's, I sometimes see it in material. Yep. And you talk about that, but I'm never going to tell people how to run their business. That's not where I come from. My, my, uh, my whole uh, prophecy is around giving people an option to that is law to help them increase their profitability and recoup some of their ever increasing costs. Beautiful. Fantastic. Well, Mark, that's sensational. Maybe let the audience know how they can find you and, and work with you if they want to get, you know, more detail. Yeah, sure, Darren. Um, look, at, at all, in saying that, um, I hope that I've conveyed that I'm fairly easy to get along with and that, that's, that's my demeanour and that, that's how I like to do business. So in saying that, whatever you, whichever way your listeners would like, find it easier to contact, make contact with me. So you have a mobile number for me being 0419-762-478. You uh, can email me at mark.grant at costlesspaymentsolutions.com. You can find me on uh, Facebook under Mark Grant and also on LinkedIn under Mark Grant. Fantastic. I think that's about all my different handles I've got, I think. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put all those details in the show notes for everybody so they can uh, access you via whichever avenue they uh, would like to. Thank you, Darren. Find out more about how you can save them some money in 2021. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And I look forward to doing that because, um, you know, in uh, projections I've had and there's some uncertainty still lying ahead of us in the in the approaching new year yep. so mm-hmm. you know let me give some people some cash injection to deal with that uncertainty whichever way they need to absolutely well mark thank you once again for coming on the show you know and giving such value Absolute to our pleasure, listeners and really you know giving Anytime. us information my, thank you so much anything that you'd like to leave us with before we finish up uh, for 2020 yeah look um i just probably want to digress a little bit still in the financial sector world um and it, it happens uh, to be around mortgages. Sure. So in other words, if anyone in uh, your listening world has got a mortgage here in Australia and their, and their mortgage rate starts with a four, <laughs> I would strongly recommend either A, if your mortgage was arranged by a broker and you can make contact with your broker, please do because... Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm, I'm focused on helping you alleviate the pressures, uh, you know, living pressures here in Australia. Um, you know, I've had some a person last week have a, a, uh, a 4% interest rate on their home loan that suddenly was reduced down to, I think it was just under 1.8%. Wow. So when you think about, you know, 2.2% on, I think it was $600,000, you can just see the suddenly the amount of money going going into their pocket each year oh, then. Well done. Absolutely. So true. Just goes to show you, it's not always about making money or finding ways to make money, but it's also about working out how to reduce your costs. And a lot of the time we forget that Absolutely, business because we're chasing clients and chasing new business, but we're not taking a good job of our housekeeping. That's it. Absolutely. Yep. Always good to take care of that housekeeping. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, once again, Mark Grant, thank you so much. Real pleasure having you on the show. Pleasure, Darren. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. And for everybody out there, have a fantastic day, fantastic weekend, 
and we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Soul Searching, the Soul Recruitment Podcast. Bye for now.